here. I missed my. Um, can I take this off? Is it okay to? Okay, yeah, my pages are a little off, so uh, <laughs> when I copied my pages, one of my handwritten pages didn't get copied, so I have to kind of just put my hand handwritten page in there, so you'll have to bear with me here. No? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Mic drop. Okay, I'll hold it nice and uh, close here. Yeah, when Pastor asked the elders if anyone wanted to uh, give the uh, sermon on Advent, I piped up. and Because uh, I really, guys, I knew I would just draw the people in. And I can really tell that I drew a bunch. This, If you guys could see, I mean, it's just packed. I mean, you'd think it was like Easter, right? <laughs> Even with COVID, but, you know. Um, well, grace, mercy, and peace. From God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for our sins to deliver us from this present age, evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Wow. Can you believe it? It's Christmas time again seems like just just a short while ago, I mean, a month or two, that I was here speaking to you in Advent 2019, because I got to give a little sermon during that time, too, and I remember it, but it just doesn't seem like a year in that certain sense. I was talking recently with a friend the other day about the uniqueness of the passing of time. I often tell my students not to get behind and to buckle their seat belts because October, November, and December are three of the fastest months of the year, right? If you put off your assignments, you'll blink, and then the end of the semester is over with. Sure enough, two days after the semester ended, actually it was like four days, is after I is the next day after I entered my grade, student emailed me says, Can I still get my assignment in? Yeah. Time time had passed, yeah. And for him, time went fast during that period that he didn't know. So the old saying, Tempus Fugit, you heard that Latin saying? It means time flies. It holds true. It certainly seems to fly when you're having fun. But 2020 hasn't been a very fun time for most of us. In fact, it seemed more like the slowest three months of the year, July, August, and September. Because those months in Austin seemed to drag on almost endlessly. Even though these two time frames are roughly the same length, 90 days, summers always seem have always been a slow time of year for me. In any event, time is something of an enigma or a paradox. Just consider this. Time is the great equalizer 
We all have the same amount of time, whether we're a prince or we're a pauper. It makes no difference. But we can and do experience it differently. Secondly, we can't escape time. But on the other hand, we can't hold on to it either. Have you ever heard the phrases, I just ran out of time? Or how about, he's got too much time on his hands. I think I remember my dad saying that to me a time or two in high school. Time can be our greatest ally. Thirdly, time can be our greatest ally or our greatest enemy, depending upon how we use it. The Bible has much to say about time. If you didn't know it, the Greek language has two distinctions about time that frequently aren't translated well into the English, where we only have one word for time. Chronos has to do with the passing of time, whereby we go from day to day or month to month. We get the English words chronometer or chronology. So a chronometer is like a watch or a clock. And a chronology would be you would write something out and say this is the start and this is the end and that's how it went. So it's marked. It has specific marks. Kairos, however, is a moment in time. A moment that is of crucial significance. Individual moments can have a dynamic impact on a whole life. My dad always liked to tell the story of my birth. He's, he's gone now. He passed in 2012, and I still miss him. But he was a hard-working, blue-collar mechanic. Worked in West Texas in the late 1950s. The day after Christmas for him was a work day. And he always went in early in the morning. In the wee hours of the night, he was awakened by my mother who said, Thomas, get up. It's time. Thinking it was the Kronos, he rolled over and looked at the clock said, no, it's too early, and started to go back to sleep. <laughs> My mother gently tapped him on the shoulder and said, no, it's time. He got the idea. It was Kairos, not Kronos, right? Our private lives are made by such historical events that shape and mold our personalities and directions of where we work, where we live, and where we die. Good or bad, such reflections tell us where we are. Some evoke fear, where and who we are. Some evoke fear, doubt, or guilt, Yet we must 
live with our past. While we cannot disassociate our past from whom we are, it remains a part of who we are. Even while I have become a new man or person in Christ, I still carry the old man around with me until I die. Biblical examples of Kairos that signify moments in history would be, can you think of any? Good, good. Yeah, I guess the Exodus. Yeah. The anointing of Saul. You read that story. It's a really cool story. The exile, when they got thrown out. The cross, of course. The resurrection. How about the ascension? And, of course, the birth of Christ, the birth of Jesus, right? And that's why we're here in this time, in this very time. just wanted to read that passage again to you and let you reflect. And if you could, think about it from Joseph's perspective. What was Joseph thinking when he read, when he when this happened to him as a man in time in his time because this is very much a chirotic event for him. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus Right, I'm having to go to my handwritten page here, so bear with me because I'm going to have to read this. So, so wow, what 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 a story, right? I love how the Bible can say so much in eight verses. In those eight verses in Matthew's gospel, we hear of the virgin birth of Christ and how his earthly father Joseph found out about how he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. For Joseph, this was no doubt a chirotic moment. His life would be forever changed as his son would become the incarnation of God who would save his people from their sins. 
I can't imagine what Joseph would be thinking. I've never known one person ever who would not have had doubts. My wife is pregnant. There's no other answer to that. I don't know of one individual person that would ever think anything differently than what I assume he thought. Looking back, it's easy to see because we see the whole picture now, but place yourself in Joseph's shoes. Must have been a very difficult time indeed. And I love how the text simply says, there's so much more that's going on right now. But it simply says, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Wow. That just that blows my mind. And Mary, in a similar fashion, if we had time, we could talk about that too. Because she said, basically, let it be. But Joseph obeyed the Lord and redeemed, he redeemed the time. In Scripture, it says we're all allotted a limited amount of time. We only have a certain number of days. And the older we get, we know that it's shortened. We all have the same measure of time of day, but we're called to redeem the time which we have been allotted. We can waste the time or redeem it. And redeeming it means to rescue or to purchase from that negative condition, which is wasting. Jesus warns us in the last chapter of Revelation about redeeming the time. How do I best redeem the time? How does our church, especially to whom this scripture speaks that I'm about to read to you, he's speaking to the church. How does the church, us, we, redeem the time? Jesus' last words in the last chapter of the book of Revelation. And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. Okay, and this is uh, an angel of the Lord speaking to the apostle John. And he's recording these. And the Lord, the God of the spirits and of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon, soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, you must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil, and the filthy still be the filthy, 
and the righteous still do right. And the holy still be holy. Behold, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may, be, they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral, the murders and idolaters, everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come and let the hearers who and let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the prophecy, of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which is described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen.